0: Today, we're going to look at the whole topic of generosity. We just want to understand who Jesus is, that it's all about simply Jesus. And when we think around this topic of generosity, in its fullest sense, the absolute pinnacle, the personification of generosity is Jesus. Um, you know, if we want to know what generosity looks like, then we are to look at Jesus. You know, he personifies, we see in Jesus what generosity is all about. And he therefore invites us to imitate him. And and we are to be generous because we see Jesus. And he is the one who shows us what it looks like to be generous. I'm going to do something a little different today. I was really mulling over this talk. I think partly because last week was just... Amazing. What an amazing morning if you're here last week. If you're not, if you're watching online, get yourself down here because honestly, the Holy Spirit just was amazing. He just moved in this place, and so many people were just completely blessed, touched, and actually saw transformation in their lives. And we're expectant of the immediacy of the Holy Spirit today as well, that the Holy Spirit will be moving, that has things He wants to do in our lives um, today. So we want to create space. So I'm going to do something a little different. Um, and, um, and we're going to see how it goes. So people praying. Um, I'm glad Nick prayed because um, we might need it. So um, I want to ask you a question. When you think of Jesus, what do you think of? When you Im- imagine Jesus in your mind, what do you see? You know, what is the characteristic? You know, what kind of comes to your head? Just take a moment to think about Jesus. What's the first thing that pops in? To your mind. Take a moment, to think about that. Maybe it's a picture like this the triumphant Jesus, riding on the white horse, coming in with his sword, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, bringing an end to this age and ushering in eternity. Or maybe it's this Jesus, the foot washing servant the one that gets on his knees and washes the dirt off people's feet. You know, maybe it's this Jesus, the risen Jesus, who kind of comes out of the tomb, defies death and is now alive. Or maybe it's this Jesus, the accepting Jesus, the one that doesn't matter what you come with, whatever you've done in the past, he accepts you. He loves you. Maybe it's that Jesus or or maybe it's this Jesus, the friend. Oh, sorry, no, it's not the friend. I've got jumped ahead. They're protecting Jesus. I love the story. It's horrible and it's beautiful. The woman caught in adultery with a crowd ready to stone her and Jesus just stands between them. I think that picture's probably wrong because I think Jesus is between the crowd and the woman in reality, writing in the sand, protecting. Maybe it's this Jesus, the righteous, clearing the temple of all the wrongdoing because it is the house of a Lord. It's the house of the Father, a house of prayer. Maybe it's this Jesus, this is the friend. The Jesus who sits on the bank watching his friends fish, cooking some breakfast for his friends to come and eat together. Or maybe it's this Jesus, the healer. You know, the one that brings transformation and life to those that are hurting and broken and needing physical healing. Or maybe it's this Jesus, the truth giver, the teacher, the one that shows us, gives us direction, tells us how to live our life. Or maybe it's this Jesus, the life transformer, you know, with a touch of his garment, Your whole life can be turned around. It's the woman who was caught in bleeding for 12 years, you know, just transformed in an instant. Maybe it's that Jesus you think about. Or maybe it's this Jesus, the tortured, the one who was willing to be ridiculed for us, in our place. Maybe it's that Jesus you think about. Or maybe it's this Jesus, the Jesus on the cross, the selfless, the generous, the sacrificial Jesus who died in our place. Matthew twenty twenty eight says this, Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. When we look at Jesus, what do we see? Well, do you know in all of those pictures, in all of those stories of Jesus, we see a generous Jesus. We see a loving Jesus. We see a Jesus who just cares so deeply about people. You know, whether it is through healing, through compassion, through protection, through teaching and truth, through mercy, through grace, through love, through service, through friendship, through victory, through torture, through correction, through justice, through creation, through judgment, through death and resurrection... In Jesus, simply Jesus, we see generosity at every angle, in every story, and in every deed, and in every word. In Jesus, we see generosity in all of its fullness. See, Jesus held nothing back. He gave it for us all. Now, Throughout the life of Jesus, we see an outpouring of generosity driven by this outrageous and unconditional love that he has for all of us. Amazing. Amazing. See, the generosity of Jesus is so personal. It's so personal. Because he knows each one of us perfectly. Do you realize that? He knows each one of you. If you're watching online and maybe... You've never been to church. You just kind of found this random church online. Well, you know, he knows you perfectly. He knows us all perfectly. Jesus just loves to, gener- to demonstrate his generosity and love to you, to me, to us all. You know, maybe you've come today and you feel a little grubby, a little weary. You've been walking through a desert in your life, what seems like a lifetime, and your feet are sore and blistered. You now, what you need today is Jesus. You need him to kneel before you and wash your feet, to wash away the weariness and the dust, that in your, so that your whole body would find rest and refreshment. Maybe that's what you need. That's the generosity you need from Jesus. Well, that's available today. Maybe you need acceptance. You know, you're not living the life you want. Maybe there are secrets that nobody knows. Stuff hidden that weighs heavy on you. That you think, if people knew that about me, they could never accept me. They could never love me. Maybe you carry around shame, even guilt. Well, Jesus is generous enough to accept you as you are to forgive you. You know he loves you. But the little vineyard saying is come as you are but don't stay that way. He also wants to transform you. He loves you so much that he wants to transform your life. He wants to take who you are and help you to discover who you are meant to be. That's the generosity of Jesus. Or maybe you're here today and you need healing. You're sick. Maybe it's physical. Maybe it's emotional. But maybe it's something in your soul that just needs healing. Or the generosity of Jesus means there's healing available today. Or maybe life is tough. It's like the world is against you. Maybe you're facing injustice, accusation, lies, bullying, aggression. Or the generosity of and love of Jesus offers you protection. He is with you in the intensity, in the pain, and in the loneliness. Or maybe you need guidance. You need direction. You need truth. You need the generosity of Jesus to give you a way forward. To give you the words of life, the blueprint for how you might discover the fullness and abundant life he promises. Or maybe you need a victory. You need a victory. You need the generosity of Jesus to just come. You've been battling. You've been fighting. And your strength is waning. And you need the victory of Jesus today to turn the impossible into the possible. You need the victory. Maybe you need a friend. You need the generosity of Jesus to call you friend. You need someone to sit with you, to talk with you, to take an interest in your life, to, to meet you in the loneliness. Well, the generosity of Jesus is that He calls you friend. And you need to hear Jesus today call you friend. Well, the generosity of Jesus means that He will. Maybe you're here today and you've never met Jesus. Maybe you're watching online and you've never met Jesus. You've not received forgiveness and life. You do not know the promise and the hope of eternal life. Maybe you are here and you've never opened the door of your life to Jesus. You've heard the knocking, you've heard about Jesus. You felt his presence, but today is the day to open the door of your life and let the generosity of Jesus wash over your whole life. You know, all we need today is Jesus, simply Jesus. His love and generosity are more than enough. You know, last week we encountered the generosity of Jesus in the presence and power of the Holy Spirit. We believe the Holy Spirit is here today and wants to usher in the love and generosity of Jesus into our life. So I'm going to invite you to stand. And we're going to do ministry in the middle of my talk. And then we're going to do some ministry at the end as well. So I just want you to stand. You know, as I was writing this, as I was going through those things, I just felt the Lord say, "Stop. What you've said is really important for people to respond to." Now, you you may be hearing you need your feet washed. You need the refreshing of Jesus. Well, let's pray for that. Maybe you need healing. Well, we're going to pray for that too. You need to know forgiveness. Well, let's pray for you to receive Jesus in your life. Maybe you need a friend. Jesus wants to meet you intimately in this moment. You need victory. You've been battling. Well, Jesus wants to bring the victory. You need wholeness. You feel broken. Well, the generosity of Jesus brings wholeness right now. You need guidance. You feel a little lost. Well, Jesus wants to speak his guidance and his truth into your life now you feel vulnerable Jesus wants to bring his protection you need eternal life well, Jesus wants to release his life upon you now you need the generosity of Jesus well let's open our hearts and our lives to him so that we can receive it so, so just do that now Open your hearts, your minds, your life to Jesus. Take a minute just to reflect on all of those things. What do you need from Jesus today? It is OK to ask Him. It's OK to ask Him. So we're going to pray, "Come Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit." You know, maybe we don't even know what we need. Life has been so tricky. We don't even know. Well, Holy Spirit, just come now and show us what we need. Show us what we need from Jesus. Come, Lord. Increase your presence. Increase your presence. These are just words on a page they're good words but they are just words we're here to to receive the real thing and only Jesus can give us that so come Holy Spirit and usher in the kingdom of Jesus in this place and we're going to respond so you know only you know what you need, but I really believe that the Lord is inviting us to step towards him like we did last week, and He wants us to do it again this week. So if you need something from the Lord, then His invitation is to be bold and step so we 're going to pray for each other again, and um, the first person's always the, the brave one, but often it opens the floodgates of others receiving so we If you would like to receive something, if you need a particular thing in your life from Jesus, then just come and fill this space here. (laughs) Just come and fill it. Come, Holy Spirit, we need you. And as these guys come forward, church, let's gather around them. Let's invite the Holy Spirit to come and fall upon them. And be greedy. This is the one time we're allowed to be greedy. We're allowed to ask for more of Jesus. I know there's more of you that need something from Jesus. 100%. Sure of it. Don't be shy. Don't be bashful. Don't be British. <laughs> Let's just receive. Increase your presence, Lord. Increase your presence. So easy to be a spectator in this moment. Let's not be spectators, let's be participators in the things of his kingdom. Yeah, let's be spectators. Come, Lord. Come, Lord. More, Lord. Increase your You just feel the peace of Jesus just in this space. The Holy Spirit just moving. Sometimes He moves in power and in spectacular ways. Other times it's just like a gentle breeze that touches our hearts and lets us know how much he loves us. This is like that gentle breeze. There's some more people that uh, just come forward for prayer. Let's just go and just go and gather around them. Just pray into what the Lord wants. Give them. Increase your presence. And maybe you're watching online or you're here today and and this is all new to you and you kind of think, what are they doing? Well, you know, this is the church being the church. We believe Jesus is alive and moving through his spirit in this place. And that he wants to meet with us now, not sometime in the future, but now in this moment. And so we step towards him. And if you're at home and you're kind of like, I need something, then I'd really encourage you just to sit where you are or if you're walking and listening, to just open yourself up. If you're on your own, you may want to put your hands out in front of you and just put your palms up. And it, it's just like you're going to receive a gift from somebody. And then ask Jesus in your mind or out loud for what you need. And Holy Spirit, we invite you to come and fall upon those people at home or out and about, whatever they're doing, that they might encounter you like we're encountering you here. So come, Holy Spirit. Fill this place with your presence. Fill those homes and those individuals with your spirit that they might receive what they need. Thank you, Jesus. oh Lord he's so generous You're so generous we need to learn your generosity we need to understand how generous you are that you're not a stingy God who holds things back you're a father who knows how to give good gifts to your children release those gifts in this place now release those gifts at home thank you Lord thank you Lord really want to encourage you to carry on praying. Don't rush off. I'm going to just talk over the top of you, so that's absolutely fine. Um, God is quite happy with a bit of mess and a bit of disorder, so just carry on. Um, But I want to continue because I think God has something else to say to us today as well. Um, I was taken to the story of the two copper coins and the widow, so I'm going to read it to you. Matthew twelve forty-one to 44. Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put and watched the crowd put in their money into the temple treasury. Many rich people threw in large amounts, but a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins worth only a few pence. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, Truly, I tell you, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. They gave out of their wealth but she, out of poverty, put in everything, all she had to live on. You know, I um, I kind of find this a bit of a, uh, an interesting story. I find it a deeply challenging story. Partly because I think Jesus is watching how we react and respond. Um, but it challenges what the very heart of generosity is what the heart of sacrifice and love is I find it challenging because basically Jesus is saying we need to be willing to lay it all out we need to be willing to give it all to be generous with everything that we have there's no other way we can read that passage and interpret it in any other way. And she gave everything, everything she had to live on. You know, I often think, what was the father's response to this lady? You know, it's so, honestly, isn't it? We, we kind of read these stories, we don't know the outcomes. We don't know what happens to this widow. But what I'm pretty confident about is that it will be pressed down and overflowing. That will be the response to this lady's sacrificial generosity. And this passage, it does focus on financials. But I think it's more about values, about attitudes. Yes, it teaches us we can't serve two masters, You know that we need to be free and open with what God has given us. But the principle is about generosity. It's about how we live our life. Do we live with our hands closed, holding on, or do we live with them open, giving what we have? Caroline was telling us um, a week or so ago about the Moldovan church. We have like a, a connection with a church in Moldova, and they were telling Caroline that, that 500 refugees had come to Moldova across the border, and were, I think they'd set up in their church building, imagine this, just beds with 500 refugees, that's how it is. But the thing about the Moldovan church is that they actually probably don't have enough food to feed themselves. They're the poorest country in Europe, and yet they gave what they had to these 500 refugees, and there's probably more. By the way, if you go on our Ukrainian page on our website, you can give to OM, who support those churches, and you can specify that church, I think, or that group of churches, that area, To give to, we can be the pressed down and overflowing. You know, in that situation, we can be the blessing that Jesus wants to pour out upon those people. Just throw that out for free. (laughs) But you know, this principle of the two copper coins is a principle for all of our life, for our time, our energy, and our money. And um, I want to finish today by asking you another question, and that is. How does Jesus want you to demonstrate his generosity to others? How does Jesus want you to demonstrate his generosity to others? So I'm going to return to those pictures. Frank Frank and um, Darren asked me, David, have you put these pictures in three times? Well, I have actually, purposely. Um, Because We've learned about who Jesus is. We know what he wants to do for us, but here's what he wants us to do for others. We are to be the foot washing Jesus to others. You must know people who are weary, who have been walking through deserts, whose feet are sandy and blistered. Life has been tough. Can I ask you a question? What does Jesus want you to do for them? How can you be the foot washing Jesus to them? How can you demonstrate generosity to them? We've received today. How can we give to those people? How can, what's our equivalent to two copper coins? You know, it's so easy, isn't it? We say, we're maxed out. Life's so busy. <laughs> you know, We're rushing from here to there to, ev- to everywhere. There's another talk for another day about, well... Is that right anyway? But, um, but what is our two copper coins? You know, maybe it's five minutes. Maybe it's actually choosing not to do something for the sake of that person. We need to find our two copper coins because if we see it, if we see them, probably means Jesus wants us to do something about it. What about the accepting Jesus? How can we accept people? You know, where do we see the outcast, the marginalized? You know, the, the, the situation in Ukraine is despicable. It's just horrible. But then in the midst of the terrible, there is those bright lights that shine. I was watching a news article um, or thing on BBC, and I'm sure it was Poland, but I might be wrong. Um, And these families were waiting in their cars for Ukrainian families, mums and kids, I think it was, to come across the border. And they said, just come with us. They took them home, opened up their house, and they said, you can live with us as long as you want. They just accepted them. One lady, I'm sure, had four families, was it? I think it was four families. Stay with them. Everywhere. But she just opened up her hands and accepted them. Incredible. Who do we need to accept? And that might be opened up in our house to a Ukrainian refugee. It might be that. But it might be just that marginalized person, that lonely old person, that person that everybody just goes, don't really want to hang out with them. You know, Who is it? that we are to accept and be Jesus to them. What about the protecting Jesus? Who are we to protect? Who do we see that's being persecuted, mistreated? Where do we see injustice that we need to stand up against? What cause do we need to get behind? Maybe we've become a little bit um, comfortable Maybe we've become a bit sensitized, desensitized, should I say, to the causes and the issues and the injustices all around. Maybe we need to get the fire in our bellies. Um, ah, yeah, good stuff. Hey, my wife has just told me a stat. This is a first for Life Vineyard Church in 15 years. My wife is telling a stat. Um, so... If every church in their, fam- in their kind of church community fostered one child, there will be no waiting list for fostering in the UK. Maybe there's a cause we should fight for. Who are we called to protect? <laughs> Who are we called to be friends with? Who do we see that's lonely, that just needs someone to talk to? Someone who listens. Someone who takes an interest. Who can we be Jesus to? Where do we see sickness? Emotional, physical, mental sickness. That maybe we are going to be, we we willing to lose our own um, status. Willing to be a fool for Jesus. Who are we called to pray for? To usher in his kingdom? Who were we to be Jesus to who is sick? Who do we need to introduce to Jesus? You know, when was the last time we told somebody about Jesus? When was the last time we shared the gospel? There are so many people who do not know the Lord. Who do not know the freedom and the hope and all of the things I shared at the start of this talk? When was the last time we told somebody about it? Risk them kind of laughing in our faces. Telling them we're not interested. Even losing friends. Because we took a risk to tell them about the one who can change their whole lives. You know, what is the most generous thing we can do? risk it, that they might have eternal life and know Jesus forever and ever and ever and all that comes with him. Sam, do you want to come and join us? You know, in Jesus we see generosity, personified, In all the stories and all of his characteristics, love, generosity, sacrifice is present. As we come to Jesus, we receive what we need. We receive his generosity. He pours it into our life just like he has today and he will do later and he will do in the week and next week and the weeks to come. He just is generous. It's who he is. He just pours it all out, gives it all, doesn't hold anything back for us and for everyone who turns to him. And who do we need to be Jesus to? Who do we need to be Jesus to and demonstrate Jesus' generosity to? Simply Jesus is a generous Jesus. And we are to imitate Jesus in our lives and demonstrate generosity to a world that needs it more than ever. So we're going to worship and then we're going to have a bit of time in ministry as well.